From Blackfoot to Teton, we've got your District 6 breakdown right here on the East Idaho PrepCast with Lance Taylor. That's right. Welcome into another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast here on IdahoSports.com. I'm Brandon Bainey flying solo today. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Usually Lance Taylor is with us. He's kind of our District 6 expert, but... Uh, due to some scheduling problems, Lance wasn't able to make it onto the show this week. And uh, that's also why we're so tardy in getting the show released. You know, I tried to wait till, till the last possible moment to see if we could squeeze it in, but uh, no dice. So blind solo, you're stuck with me, which means you're either going to really enjoy it or really hate it. <laughs> uh, we'll have a good time, though, because there is certainly a lot to talk about in District 6. Friendly reminder, this PrepCast, the East Idaho PrepCast, is your uh, weekly uh, stopping point for everything District 6. We're going to talk about uh, all of the football action. We'll highlight a couple of soccer and volleyball scores that were of note and and get you set for what's coming up uh, tonight. Yeah, that's right. We're recording this on Friday morning, and uh, we're, we're getting ready to dive headfirst into a weekend full of activity. So plenty to talk about here on the show. I want to remind everybody that there's a couple of ways you can get this podcast each and every week. You can get the audio-only version on idahosports.com. That's our page. Uh, across the top, you'll see the drop-down menu with all of the prep casts. You just click on East Idaho PrepCast, and the player's right there on the page. Uh, you can also download this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, on my Android device, as we talked about on the Palouse PrepCast this week, it's an app called Podcast Addict. Really, wherever you download your podcasts. If you do download this podcast using your favorite podcast platform, give us a like, give us a five-star rating, and maybe subscribe as well. So then you don't have to continuously search all week for when new episodes come along. And that really helps our numbers as well. Uh, let's see what else is going on. A friendly reminder on the IdahoSports.com homepage. We've got, uh, the relaunch of our gridiron game picks. That's right. This has been one of the most popular features that we've done at IdahoSports.com over the years where the fans get to compete against the Idaho sports experts like, uh, like myself and, and Lance <laughs> and others. This is your chance to prove that you really are smarter than us talking heads when it comes to high school football knowledge. And here's how it works. If you've never played before, uh, you sign up, you register a profile with idahosports.com. Super easy. Takes like 10 seconds. Doesn't require anything uh, except an email address. You know, it's free to play. Once you have that set up, you enter the game picks every single high school game across the state of Idaho. You're going to pick the winner in every single one. And whoever has the most correct picks at the end of the weekend wins 25 bucks in cash. How about that? 25 bucks with no cost up front. You, you made a profit of $25 and all you had to do was pick a couple of high school, more than a couple, but you had to pick some high school football games. So that's on our homepage, idahosports.com right at the top, the gridiron game picks. That's going to be a lot of fun. I also forgot to mention that you can get the video version of this podcast uh, on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page. And uh, the screen here, it's a little wider than I'm used to. Usually when I'm talking to Lance, you know, my portion of the screen is cut in half. And so you can really see uh, the clutter (laughs) behind me in my office here, right? You can see this big stack of paper that I haven't found a good place to put. So I just put it on top of the printer. Uh, so yeah, if you want to see the clutter in my office, uh, just check out the video version of this on IdahoSports.com's uh, YouTube channel, as well as the Facebook page. All right. 
enough of that technical jargon. Let's let's dive into what happened last week. And I think we have to start with the Rigby Trojans because across the board, I'm not sure anyone is having a stronger start in overall athletics than Rigby. Obviously, the football team came out strong traveling to Skyview High, which is in Smithfield, Utah. They had a 27-game winning streak on the line, and Rigby snapped it just like that, but like it was nothing. I mean, the the fact that Rigby was able to go down and just dominate a really good Skyview team that usually has a couple of D1 players every single year was nothing short of impressive. And so for Rigby, traveling on the road, picking up a win, and, and the way they did it too, 43-6 to six was the final score. That defense, you know, lost a lot of talented playmakers, Peyton Van Steenkist, Landon Johnson, and and others, but they look fine. <laughs> they look like they're going to be really good again. And offensively, we know what they bring back. Tiger Adolfo at quarterback, by the way, he was 22 of 27 passing. That's 81%. Uh, Zeke Falavai is going to, he kind of split uh, the carries with Gabe Mobley last year, but this is now uh, Zeke's backfield and he looks awesome. And then Taylor Freeman and, and Con Dancy, the tight end kind of leading the, the receiving core. They look really solid. 43 to 6. Rigby Trojans 1 0 start to the year. But some of the other athletic programs are playing well. Also, the Rigby soccer team, the boys' soccer team. How about this? They haven't lost yet this year either. They do have one draw, so they're 4 0 and 1, but they're 1 0 in the league and they look really strong out of the gates. So the Rigby soccer team, the boys' soccer team playing pretty well. The girls' soccer team at Rigby, 2-4 and four overall, 0-1 in conference. Uh, they've had a couple of tough losses uh, to Pocatello and Highland most recently. And then the Rigby volleyball team kind of got lost in the shuffle of all the volleyball action going on last week because there were so many tournaments here in the state of Idaho, but Rigby actually traveled out of state. Ironically enough, they traveled to Smithfield, Utah, and Skyview High, the same place the football team went, and it was kind of a similar result. Uh, they were the only Idaho team competing at this tournament at Skyview High in Utah. All they did was go 5-0 and and win the darn thing. I mean, seriously, a 5-0 and mark against Utah competitors that had a two-week head start on Rigby, and for the Trojans, a 6-1 and one overall mark to start the year. So Rigby looking like they might be pretty solid in volleyball this year. I know coming into the season, Madison and Thunder Ridge were kind of lauded as the two preseason favorites, but I, I think Rigby's legit, and it'll be fun to see how they stack up with those two teams as the season progresses. So Rigby, what an opening couple of weeks to the high school sports season. Shifting back to football, the other big story besides Rigby's dominant opening win were a couple of really close games. Um, outset, we'll get to the Rocky Mountain Rumble last because there was several District 6 teams playing there. But outside of the Rocky Mountain Rumble, probably the most interesting game was Firth traveling to Westside to take on the uh, two-time defending 2A state champion Pirates. This was a rematch of the 2A state championship game from a year ago, Firth. Uh, kind of a plucky underdog sort of team got to the championship last year and and were overmatched. You know, Westside won by almost 40 points, but um, Firth was so young last year. They had so many sophomores and juniors that are all back this year, and you can tell they've been putting in the work in the offseason because in this rematch of the state championship game last Friday down in Dayton, what a wild game that was. Firth actually led with about 10 seconds to go. Westside was facing a fourth down and 10 from the 33-yard line. They called a running play. 
And Cage Brokens, the great senior wing back for Westside, started one way, countered back the other way, and ended up scoring a 33-yard touchdown with like four seconds to play. And the Pirates took the lead by six. Ensuing kickoff, Firth returns it 80 yards for the game-tying touchdown. <laughs> How about that? So you had both teams score a touchdown within the final 10 seconds of regulation. Now, Firth tied the game on the touchdown. They then went for two to try to pick up the win with no time left. The two-point conversion was no good. We went to overtime. Westside scored on a 10-yard Brokens run, and then Firth was held out uh, in the end zone in the overtime period. So Westside escaped with a 26-20 to victory. And although the Cougars start 0-1, I think they have to feel really good about their chances. Also, in the nuclear conference, the 2A ranks, you had North Fremont, who actually won the league last year and then were knocked off by Firth in that epic semifinal game, 7-6. to You know, North Fremont didn't look as strong to me, I thought, personally. You know, North Fremont came out and played a 3A school, Filer, which is a class above, right? North Fremont's 2A, Filer's 3A, but... Filer is a program that's really been struggling to find its footing. They have a, a new head coach this year, first-year coach in Justin Bransma. And North Fremont, of course, brings back Jordan Lenz and so many good offensive linemen. And, you know, they looked like they had a good stable of guys back. That ended up being a one-possession game. North Fremont only won 34-27. to 27. So, coming into the year, I think we thought that Firth and North Fremont were probably pretty equal. And I think the preseason coaches poll bore that out. But, you know, right now I have to say that Firth, despite being 0-1 and North Fremont being 1-0, I would, I would actually put Firth a little bit ahead of the Huskies. Now, of course, a lot can change. It was the opening week of the season. Uh, but when those two meet late in the year, that's going to be a fantastic matchup. No doubt about that. Uh, the other game that was like super close and really intense was Thunder Ridge traveling to Blackfoot. The Titans, a 5A program. The Broncos, a 4A program. Both made the playoffs last year. Both have visions of a deep playoff run this year. And this was a wild game as well. Thunder Ridge came away with a 26-25 to win. Blackfoot had a chance late in the ballgame to score. And um, it just didn't end up panning out. And so for Blackfoot, I think you got to be really encouraged by this result. For Thunder Ridge, you'll take the win, of course. And I think Thunder Ridge knows that they were picked third in the preseason coaches poll behind Highland and, and Rigby, of course. But, you know, can Thunder Ridge take that next step and, and compete with the upper echelon of the, of the high country conference? You know, that remains to be seen. For Blackfoot, they came in as kind of the co-favorite along with Skyline. I mean, this was this was a crazy game. There was less than two minutes to go, and Blackfoot was trailing. And their new quarterback, Jackson Grimmett, he's the younger brother of last year's starting quarterback, Jace Grimmett, he scored on a seven-yard scramble to bring Blackfoot to within one. Now, instead of going for the extra point and tying the game, Broncos head coach Jared Ackley rolled the dice, went for the two-point conversion. Um, they tried to run it in got stuffed by Thunder Ridge, and that was the final. So I think Blackfoot probably feels like they could have won that game, but could have, would have, should have, right? Uh, but despite starting 0-1, I, I think Blackfoot looks really, really good. Uh, that defense 
I think is going to be pretty solid. And of course, the offense with Javante King at wide receiver and and Grimmett at quarterback. And, and for Thunder Ridge, you know, they've got a highly lauded quarterback prospect, Tao Johnson. His big problem the last couple of seasons has been staying healthy. He had that devastating injury in the Blackfoot game last year and then ended up missing the rest of the season. And that really derailed Thunder Ridge's plans. They were able to rally and still make the playoffs. But um, as long as Tao Johnson stays upright and healthy, I think Thunder Ridge has a really good chance of getting back to the playoffs this year as well. So that was definitely a game that stood out on the uh, on the non-conference schedule also. Um, and then to the Rocky Mountain Rumble, you know, you had a couple of District 6 teams competing, probably most notably Sugar Salem, the uh, defending 3A state champs. They had to take on Morgan High School from Utah and Morgan was a state runner-up last year in the Beehive State. And Morgan, as we talked about with all the Utah teams, had a two-week head start on the Idaho schools. And, I mean, they looked like the better team. Sugar Salem fell 20-3, to so the Diggers 0-1 to start the year against a, a pretty tough opponent from Utah. I'm not sure you can really take much away from the game if you're, if you're a Diggers fan. I think Sugar Salem still is going to be just fine. I think they're going to be pretty competitive. Um, but it remains to be seen. But in, in the opening game of the season, again, I don't think you can take too much from it. The other really intense game involved the defending 4A champs from a year ago, Skyline. They were playing Logan, or excuse me, a Green Canyon High School from Logan, Utah. And that was a tight game, low scoring defensive game. And uh, Green Canyon ended up getting the game winning field goal as time expired. There was maybe a little question as to whether it was off in time or not, but uh, after. Looking at the footage, it kind of it, it does look like he did get the kickoff in time. But anyways, Green Canyon defeats Skyline at the buzzer, sixteen to fifteen. And just like Sugar Salem, I'm not sure if you're a Skyline fan, you can really take too much away from the game. You were close, you were competitive, you lost by one at the very end. Obviously, for Sugar and for Skyline, only scoring three points and fifteen points respectively, we're used to seeing the offense offensive numbers be a lot higher. So that will be something to watch as the season develops, but. You know, can these other teams close the gap? Can Blackfoot close the gap with Skyline? They're going to play early on uh, in the conference season. They're actually going to play in late September. So that's going to be a very interesting game right off the bat in conference play. And then in the 3A, um, can South Fremont close the gap with Sugar Salem? The Cougars actually beat the Diggers in the regular season last year. We're on opposite sides of the bracket. Both got to the semifinals. That's where South Fremont season ended, and Sugar, of course, advanced to the title game and, and beat Homedale. South Fremont, I got to admit, looked good. They were hosting Timberlake, a team from up north, and um, a team that everyone expects to win the Intermountain League up north. And South Fremont, behind Cayman Peebles, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the state, looked really, really good in a 27-12 to victory for the Cougars. So I kind of like South Fremont to win the league, Again, in the regular season, just like they did, the big question for them is, can they take that next step in the playoffs? But South Fremont looked really good out of the gates for sure. And then, and then uh, also at the uh, Rocky Mountain Rumble, Madison, the host school, 5A Madison, first game for new head coach Chandler Rhodes, and they opened with a 48-18 to win over Bear River High from Utah. So Madison is 1-0 to start the year as well. So that was also pretty impressive. Uh, other victories of note. In the opening week for District 6 teams, Salmon, the Savages, they've got a new head coach this year. They went to Anaconda, Montana, and beat the Copperheads 26-14. to 14. That's always a good way to start. Um, 
You had Shelly under head coach Josh Wells start 1-0. They went and traveled to Preston and beat the Indians in a low-scoring game, 15-6. to So Shelly, you know, they were kind of a young team last year too. They bring back a lot of talented ball players, and so Shelly will be a team to keep an eye on, certainly, as the season progresses. And, and those were the teams that won from District 6. There were some teams that fell that are going to try to bounce back this week, and so... Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Let's take a look ahead at the schedule and see what's coming up this week for, for high school football. I will tell you that we have tonight on IdahoSports.com live video coverage as the Rigby Trojans host the Post Falls Trojans. And if you all remember last year, that was an epic matchup. Rigby traveled up to Post Falls. It was a wild shootout. The Trojans won 44-42. to And, I mean, it was just an absolutely bonkers game. And, um... I don't think it's going to be that close again tonight. I'll be honest. Uh, Post Falls lost to Sandpoint 35-7 in their season opener last week. I, I think Rigby wins and wins pretty big, actually, tonight. But uh, all you Trojans fans, it's going to be a great matchup regardless because Post Falls has some guys. You know, they have their usual influx of Washington transfers, and Jackson Anderson is back at quarterback and should be a great matchup. That game kicks off at 7 o'clock tonight right here on IdahoSports.com. Com. Other games uh, that are on the schedule for IdahoSports.com will also have Madison on Saturday. Madison is making the long trip north to Lewiston. That's right. It's the Bobcats against the Bengals in a non-conference showdown. That's going to play, be played a Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock in Lewiston. And we will also have that game for you on IdahoSports.com. Garrison Hardy and Jason Hansen will have all the play-by-play uh, -play action there. So Madison at Lewiston tomorrow at 3 p.m. or Saturday at 3 p.m. And then Rigby hosting Post Falls Friday night, 7 o'clock, both on IdahoSports.com. All right, what else stands out on the schedule for this week? Uh, you've got the annual rivalry game. Uh, Shelly traveling to Sugar Salem. Boy, the Diggers, an 0-2 start and a loss to Shelly. Not the way Sugar Salem fans want to start the season. So we'll see if the Diggers can rebound quickly here against their arch enemy from Shelley. That should be a really fun matchup. Uh, you've got Skyline traveling to Thunder Ridge. That's going to be an interesting matchup, I feel like. Um, North Fremont's going to travel all the way over to Melba to play the Mustangs. They're 0-1 after a very close loss against 3A Fruitland. That might be a potential playoff matchup down the line. You've got Firth trying to rebound, traveling to Soda Springs. The Cardinals are 1-0 after a shutout victory last weekend. And then you've got, uh, I think, a pretty interesting matchup in terms of the eight-man game, the Butte County Pirates. <laughs> Butte County, I'll tell you what, uh, they opened up a can <laughs> in their week one victory uh, over Water Springs, 77-14. to I know Water Springs was coming into the season with high expectations and ran right into a Butte County buzzsaw. And now Butte County will travel uh, all the way over to uh, the Magic Valley to play Lighthouse Christian, perennial power in the 1AD1 ranks. Lighthouse Christian's 0-1, Butte County's 1-0, and that should be a fantastic matchup as well. So. Friendly reminder, you can uh, catch all of the scores on IdahoSports.com, not just football, but also uh, soccer and volleyball scores as we get them, right? Uh, and also, new this year, the Friday Night Flash has returned. We're going to be giving you live scoring updates all night long 
on the Friday Night Flash, and that's right on the homepage of IdahoSports.com. We will give you uh, live in-game uh, updates and progress on games from one end of the state to the other. Our intern, Keller Sherman, has done a fantastic job getting all that put together, and he's he's going to be uh, at Mission Control tonight uh, getting all of those scores updated for you on the Friday Night Flash. But we need your help. So if you're out at a game tonight and you want to pass along updates to Keller back in the uh, control center, you can text the Friday Night Flash score hotline. That's right. We have a score hotline number, and that number is 208-639-9072. 208-639-9072. Uh, we're also going to put that out on social media just in case you didn't have time to write that down. But um, if you can get those scores texted in tonight, we'll get them updated on the Friday Night Flash and it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm excited. Week two about ready to begin. Thanks for tuning into this edition of the East Idaho prep cast. Again, sorry. It was so late. Sorry. We didn't have Lance. You were stuck with me. I think we did all right though. <laughs> it was a relatively smooth flight for the most part. And um, friendly reminder, if you, uh, if you have an idea for a topic you want us to talk about, or you've got a story that you think needs our attention or, or an athlete that you want to spotlight, you can send me an email, brandon at idahosports.com. That'll do it for this edition of the East Idaho PrepCast. Again, you can get this podcast uh, at idahosports.com. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You can also uh, watch the video on the idahosports.com YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page. Enjoy the games tonight, everybody. We'll see you back here next week, hopefully with Lance, <laughs> here on the East Idaho PrepCast from idahosports.com.